You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 18, Rules of Engagement. This large company of escaped slaves and their families are now just the grown children of the original group. That first generation, who were twenty years old or more at the time the spies went into Jericho, were condemned to wander for forty years until they had all died. They had encountered many enemies along the way, but most of their battles still lay ahead of them when they crossed the Jordan. So Moses gives the rules of engagement for war. He says, when you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them, because the Lord your God, who brought you up out of Egypt, will be with you. When they would see many horses, chariots and people, their first instinct would be fear and discouragement. We see this in Joshua 17, 16-18. But they are to remember that they will have the victory not because of their superior numbers or skill, but because of the presence of this God who had already proven himself by bringing them out of Egypt. It was God's power and faithfulness that would give them victory. They would be protected because of the precedent of God's presence and power. When you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Hear, Israel, Today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. The role of the priest is to encourage the army to trust in God. Their success was linked to their faith in God. Then the officers are to address them. The officers shall say to the army, Has anyone built a new house and not yet begun to live in it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle and someone else may begin to live in it. Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home, or he may die in battle and someone else may enjoy it. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home or he may die in battle, and someone else marry her. Then the officers shall add, Is anyone afraid or faint-hearted? Let him go home, so that his fellow soldiers will not become disheartened too. When the officers have finished speaking to the army, they shall appoint commanders over it. So in spite of the fact that the men were expected to fight, they were not compelled to do so. It was a voluntary military service. Moses acknowledged that people may have had legitimate concerns or fears, and so provision was made for these four exemptions. Those who had other matters on their mind should not fight, and the most significant reason was if a soldier was afraid of battle, because he would influence others. We see this later when soldiers are afraid because of Goliath. So they could not, uh, so they could step back and stay home legitimately. Then the officers would divide the soldiers into units with commanders over them. For cities outside of Canaan that were not included in their allotted lands of inheritance, they were to treat them differently. 
When you march up to attack a city, make its people an offer of peace. If they accept and open their gates, all the people in it shall be subject to forced labor and shall work for you. If they refuse to make peace and they engage you in battle, lay siege to that city. When the Lord your God delivers it into your hand, put to the sword all the men in it. As for the women, the children, the livestock, and everything else in the city, you may take these as plunder for yourselves, and you may use the plunder the Lord your God gives you from your enemies. This is how you are to treat all the cities that are at a distance from you and do not belong to the nations nearby. So the proclamation of peace preceded judgment. But for the nations within Canaan that they will be dispossessing, it was a different matter. However, in the cities of the nations the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, do not leave alive anything that breathes. Completely destroy them. The Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. As the Lord your God has commanded you. The reason for such drastic measures is given. Otherwise, they will teach you to follow all the detestable things they do in worshipping their gods, and you will sin against the Lord your God. Verses 19-20 to 20, Leave fruit trees alone. When you lay siege to a city for a long time, fighting against it to capture it, do not destroy its trees by putting an axe to them, because you can eat their fruit. Do not cut them down. Are the trees people that you should besiege them? However, you may cut down trees that you know are not fruit trees and use them to build siege works until the city at war with you falls. So this was common sense. Just as they wouldn't chop off a branch that they were sitting on, neither should they use fruit trees to build siege mounds. Fruit trees took years to grow to the point where they would feed people, and they had a lot of people to feed. And this shows God's concern for his people and his creation, and they were being taught sustainability. See Deuteronomy 22, 6 and 7 as well. Scarlet threads. So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? Just as the Israelites were seen as God by God as his army, so the church is viewed that way and believers as soldiers. The Israelites would face many enemies. Believers will struggle against their enemies of the world, the flesh, and the devil while they live. Now that we are redeemed, counted, and ransomed, um, they could be part of the army of God, and that's what we are as well. We are armed with the armor of God. We fight spiritual forces in heavenly places. We fight the good fight of faith through many tribulations until the day when we rest from our labors and receive our reward and return victorious with Jesus Christ. We need to be prepared for warfare, even if we are currently at peace. There were exceptions for anyone who didn't want to fight. We should be willing soldiers. The proclamation of peace preceded judgment for cities not doomed to destruction. 
Jesus told his disciples to stay with someone worthy and bless the house with peace, but if they would not accept them, they were to shake off the dust of their feet against it as they left, and judgment would fall. We are encouraged to make peace with God to avoid judgment. They were to utterly destroy their enemies so they wouldn't learn idolatry from them. We do not kill sinners, but we must fight against sin. You've been listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Deuteronomy chapter 21. May God bless the study of his word.